I'm with you guys on when you think of bubbles, isn't the first thing that you think of bursting. Put it on the poll. Hey, you're listening to Burst Your Bubble. I'm Josh, and I've got Kyle here with me. We're here to bring you the sharpest sports takes. We're helping you start the weekend off right with a packed episode. We break down the Super Bowl and a lot of the craziness since then. A lot of things are happening around the sports world in the NFL. We bring back Totem Pole with a special NBA edition with the teams that we trust. UFC is always relevant. And then the big question of the episode is Jordan Spieth back. Mm. Stay plugged in to our social media on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Mercer Bubble. We're available everywhere you can get your podcast. Remember to rate, review, share it with your friends. Share it with us. Share us with anyone you know. Literally, if you see someone walking on the street, ask them if they've heard of Bursary Bubble. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep recommending it. Word of mouth. That's how we're growing. Social media has been great. You guys are awesome. Shout out to Unwrapped Sports. Shout out to Blue Wire Hustle, FF Oki. Uh, all of our fans, you guys are great. Thanks for listening. And remember, no hard feelings because more than likely, one of us will burst your bubble. Kyler, how have things been, man? Super Bowl and football season. Has come and gone, Josh. Another football season ends with Alabama, Tom Brady on top. Notably, I think, though, this is the first time that they have both won in the same year. How incredible is that? Oh, that is incredible. That's, I mean, that's a super stat because, I mean, Tom Brady's been in, you know, half the Super Bowls in the last Ever? decade. And so I'm pretty sure that Alabama's been in the other half of the championship. So, you know, I, that's just greatness on greatness. It was weird going back and like comparing all this, all the years that they had won and be like, well, shit, they never won in the same year. But uh, honestly, Josh, I think this may have been the perfect storm for Tom Brady to get his seventh ring. Would you agree? I mean, a banged up Drew Brees led Saints, a Packer, a Packers team that underperformed, couldn't score with the Buccaneers, and then Chiefs who couldn't stop four guys from getting to Pat Mahomes on every single snap. I mean, we call it a perfect storm. We call it a perfect game plan. We call it God. We call it luck. Whatever it is, it just happens to always find Tom Brady. He is there, and I, I'm going to go ahead and just dispel the biggest narrative that's been out there. Referees did not cheat for Tom Brady and the Bucks. The NFL is not against the Kansas City Chiefs. The game is not rigged. No. It's not. It's not. I'm sorry, but it's not. A perfect example of that, I mean, Patrick Mahomes' two best plays were two incomplete passes. Yeah, exactly. That, and that's what crazy was to me is everyone was like, well, Patrick Mahomes outplayed Brady today by far and i'm like well, well no no he didn't i mean by no by no definition of what you just said is true but yeah he made a couple of incredible plays running for his life i'm sorry that tom brady didn't have to do that but that does not mean that patrick Mahomes outplayed him because he threw two spectacular incomplete passes i'm sorry it just does not mean that yeah josh, tom brady many- did what he needed to do to win a super bowl and josh how many points does it take to win in the nfl 30 and who did that Tom Brady. Not and I will tell Mahomes. you and yeah. I'll tell you what will not win you a football game. That is single digits, not scoring a touchdown. Uh, especially and, against Tom Brady. And that's another thing. You know, if you want to talk about the refs had a favorite in this, it's like they did not they didn't score a touchdown. Like you're not gonna win a football game not scoring a touchdown. You're the Kansas City Chiefs and you can't score a touchdown. Like, shout out to this Bucks. Yeah. And that was my key to the game going into it was the Bucks defensive line taking advantage of a banged-up offensive line in the Kansas City Chiefs, and they absolutely did. Shaq Barrett was in Patrick Mahomes' face every play. I mean, Josh, that entire that entire defensive line is Shaq Barrett, is Jason Pierre-Paul, Vita Vea, and Dominican Sue. Then you have uh, Jack and, and, and White in playing the linebacker position. 
I mean, they Devin were White over. is a stud. They and how he's young too, isn't he? Yo, very uh, he, yeah, he's very young, very young. I mean that, and you know, we talked we talked a lot about you know the offensive line, Josh, but they've been banged up all year. The two of their starters didn't play the entire season. They opted out before the season started, and you know, obviously, we made a big deal about Eric Fisher having to miss the Super Bowl. But I mean, they've managed to do without you know a, a healthy offensive line all year long, but then. Could not get it done against the Bucs. I mean, you can attribute that to the turf toe. But, I mean, I would attribute it to Tom Brady being in those meeting rooms, figuring it out. Yeah, I mean, and that's just the greatness of Tom Brady. You know, everyone talks about, well, no, that's that's Tom Brady getting with the coaches who want to win in the system and knowing how well they know the game. They are looking at each one of the individual players, um, you know, tendencies. Whenever he twitches his right foot twice, when he clenches his fist before the snap. I mean, those are the things that Tom Brady looks at. And, I mean, that's what – that's what it takes to be great. And that's what you see in players like Tom Brady, LeBron James. I mean, that those caliber of guys, they break down the film that much. They study the game mm-hmm. that much. And their their IQ is so high in their sport. It, it is incredible. So, Joshua, we talked about those two incomplete passes. Which was the most exciting play of the Super Bowl? Um, those two incomplete passes or the streaker on the field? So, I'm actually – the streaker was definitely better, but – I think one that was more uh, entertaining than the throws was the incomplete touchdown from Tom Brady to the lineman when he tried to eat the football. Right. You're exactly right about that. That's a great shout. It's, I mean, he had it in his hands. That one got punched in. He tried to eat it. I mean, he tried shoving it through the helmet hole into his face hole. Well, Josh, I'll tell you what was more exciting than that was Tom Brady throwing the trophy from bus to, or from boat to boat. What a crazy move. I mean, there's nothing to see her, a little avocado tequila. What a crazy move to throw a Super Bowl trophy 30 feet through from, from one boat to another. What a move. And that, I mean, and if you don't realize the, re- the reference I'm listening to out there, that is the tweet from Tom Brady um, shortly after he was getting helped off the boat, stumbling by one of his friends. Jesus, I mean, Josh, he was wrapped. And, I mean, if you notice in those pictures, too, you saw uh, um, one Alex Guerrero, his, his trainer, personal trainer, wearing Bucks, Bucks gear, standing on the Bucks sideline all year long. Um, I mean, you know, Josh, he definitely wasn't doing that in the Patriots gear, and I think you can attribute that to – I mean, you can't attribute all that, all of Brady's success to Guerrero and him being, you know, in his camp and on the sideline at all times. But, I mean, you can kind of bl- blame the Patriots for not allowing that. I mean, now we kind of have to wonder, you know, what would have happened to Tom Brady – and his body and everything. If he, if him and Gronk, he was in the same situation, but with a different coach, with, in a different organization. If he'd been in Tampa Bay the entire time with Gronk instead of under Bill Belichick, how much crazier, how much of a party person would Tom Brady be versus where he was in New England? That's a great point. Yeah, that's a great point, Josh. And I think that Tom Brady definitely wouldn't have seven Super Bowls, right? I mean, that's. I mean, if you're not that disciplined, maybe you're not winning them. But now he's having fun and he's still winning them. Well, he got the he got the Patriot way instilled in him. So I mean, I, I think that's a great point by you. I think the the Patriots definitely benefited him and, and it definitely helped him win the seventh Super Bowl. But Brady, seven Super Bowl rings, the greatest winner in the history of professional or any other competitions. Does he walk away? No. Oh no. Did you? I mean, did you not hear the confidence in the voice after the Super Bowl caller? They yeah. asked him, "What's next, Tom? How are we playing football?" He said, "We're coming back. We're playing football. We're coming back." I don't think he's done. I don't think he's done, Kyler. It, Josh, just, it, wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't make sense. A Jameis Winston-led Saints team that, that scores 37 points in that game. Do the Bucks beat them? 
I mean, no, the, the Bucks defense would have would have intercepted him at least three or four times. And he probably would have had three or four touchdowns too. You know, the Jameis effect. But Tom also had three touchdowns. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. But I do know that Jameis Winston probably won't even be the starting quarterback for the Saints. And uh, Well, what about uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes without turf toe next year or with a healthy offensive line? I mean, that's the thing. I mean, they might win it. But if you're Tom Brady looking at it, I have a chance to compete for a couple more years to get another ring. Like, why not go for 10? Go why for not? 10. <laughs> why, why not establish a legacy? I think that he might just start team hopping. I thought that we, I think that yeah, we yeah. might see him like, we might see him, you know, playing for another contender. Maybe he'll go to San Francisco. Well, Josh, um, we've, see, we've seen the, we've seen the, uh, the Photoshop going around social media of him in a Cowboys jersey. Yeah, maybe he goes to the Dallas and helps them win a Super <laughs> No, he would no. Dallas no, isn't going to win a Super Cowboys Bowl. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Don't even get your hopes up. Now, 2038. You know, I could see him popping up, you know, just randomly like, all right, boys, who wants to win a Super Bowl? Josh, Matt, Josh, he's had five Super Bowls since he was 37. Kyler, listen to this. There's a higher chance of Tom Brady making the Super Bowl than there is for Steph Curry to make a three-pointer. What an insane stat. Uh, I mean, but it was <laughs> – Josh, I don't think we, – we had a uh, preview show on our Facebook page right before the Super Bowl kicked off, and, you know, we both uh, predicted who would score the first touchdown, and I don't think either of us guessed Gronk, did we? We didn't. I said a running back. How fitting was it? I mean, it was obvious. It, I mean, it was perfect. It, it was it was like a storybook. You couldn't write it any better in a movie. I mean, the biggest winners from the game, obviously, Rob Gronkowski and, and Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown is a is a testament to karma not being a real thing because this man was like throwing rocks at cops, tearing down country Dude. club neighborhoods like two months ago. That was literally like last week. I was watching him on Instagram Live, just screaming at cops and like yelling at pregnant women and doing all types of crazy stuff. And then the next thing I know, he's living in Tom Brady's guest house and hitting a route on Tyron Matthew, the honey badger, who I predicted would have two picks in this game. Josh, what did I say when when Antonio Brown was a free agent on this podcast? You said Antonio Brown up, is the best route runner in the runner. NFL. Yep. And he made Tyron Matthew look foolish and got the easy touchdown. Tom Brady made Tyron Matthew look foolish over and over. He did. The, I mean, Tyron Matthew, he is a honey badger. and He is good. But Tom Brady had his number on this day for sure. Yeah, I think it had a lot to do with them talking shit to each other at the beginning of the game. I mean, I think that was more on Tom Brady talking to, to Tyron Matthew just to get himself fired up. But And, um, you know, obviously we heard he texted him after the game like a true gentleman Tom Brady is. But fuck all that, Tom Brady. I, I'm not buying it. Tom Brady can – if, I, if I'm Tyron Matthew, I'm sending back the middle finger emoji. Yeah, I don't I don't know that I like the move of, well, he called me something I'm not going to repeat. You know, like if – You've got to repeat it. Yeah, if you're going to put it out there, then you've got to say what he said or you're just – or you lose credibility. Yeah, you're just lying. Yeah, like you can't just make stuff up about – like, no, that's not, that's not how it works. Come on now. And then uh, let's talk about the rookie throwing the peace sign back at Tyree Kill. Mm, what a move. Oh, power move. He got the flag and he didn't care. The Bucks oh, were was, laughing. No, nah, he was a little scared though because he thought he thought the flag was gonna have to was gonna give them the ball back. He was scared. Okay, yeah, he did put his head in his hands, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, because that's the thing, Josh. People were counting the the Chiefs out mid third quarter. I'm like, that's still Patrick Mahomes. Oh he yeah, was, no, yeah. like it, it can be a tie game instantly. When the house that I was at, we were like, this game's not over. This, this game is not Absolutely over. Absolutely not. Until that, probably whenever Patrick Mahomes threw the interception, I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's probably it. 
Yeah, I mean, that, like I said, because I'm, you know, as I mean, you know, as much as we say the great things about Patrick Mahomes, as you can only run around like a chicken with yeah. your head cut off for so long and and be productive. I mean, you didn't establish the run game. Andy Reid had you throwing deep routes all game. There was nothing underneath, and he didn't make the throws. The defense played phenomenally in the secondary. This was Tampa Bay's game all the way. We both predicted Kansas City would win this game. It's just one of those things where I was on a show earlier last week, and I predicted the uh, the Buccaneers were going to – I almost said the Patriots. Uh, the Buccaneers were going to win because I couldn't bet against Tom Brady. And, yeah. you know, lo and behold, I bet on the on the Chiefs, and I, I knew better. I, you don't bet against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. You just don't – you don't do it, Josh. Even if you do, I mean, it's going to be a miraculous way that he loses. I mean, he has more losing moments in the Super Bowl, like actual moments that people remember – then other teams have actual winning moments in the Super Bowl. So it's pretty incredible to see Tom Brady win yet another one. And like you said, um, Patrick Mahomes was running for his life the entire time with her toe that he needs surgery on, probably already got surgery on. I mean – He did. So, I mean, literally, he'd get the snap, what, half a second before he had to start running? Oh, yeah, easily half a second. I mean, he had, this man had no time. But he yeah. did get a surgery on that turf toe. He's already uh, – videos of him in rehab chasing his baby around, which, I mean, his girlfriend is – fiance whatever they are but yeah gonna be chasing the baby around they said that he's gonna be good to go the question that the last question i have about um the nfl and what's going on is what is going to happen with gronk is gronk gonna come back again and play with tom if tom stays is gronk done either way what do you what do you think is gonna happen well gronk says come back right gronk said he's a free agent so i expect gronk to play next year i expect him to play the exact same role he did this year not show up to practice not show up until about week 10 and then perform superbly in the playoffs, probably win another Super Bowl. What if he went to Kansas City? There's no way he goes to Kansas City. What if he did? One year, $1 million. I'm Why scared. not? I'm scared, Josh. Can we Why talk about NBA now? Yep, let's just do it. Before we get depressed. So uh, how about before we get to basketball, Josh, how about a social media ad? Perfect. Guys, remember to follow us on social media. You get us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Burst Your Bubble, Twitter, at SportsBYBP. That's where we put out all of our great content, all the things that you love to laugh at, retweet, all the polls we put out, great uh, other podcasts and shout-outs that we give to people on Unwrapped Sports Live Streams, uh, Blue Wire Hustle, a lot of great up-and-coming network uh, podcasts coming out of that network. Um, we've got a couple of really big-time guests coming out of there uh, in the upcoming future uh, really soon. Looking forward to those interviews. Um, things are going really well on the social media front. We appreciate you guys for all the shout-outs you give us, all the love. On social, we appreciate all the feedback you give us from the episodes. Continue to do that so that way we can continue to put out the great content that you guys love to listen to. Um, I'm jkeatno 22 uh, Kyler012 uh, on Twitter. Also follow Unwrapped Sports, Blue Wire Hustle. Follow FF Oki, our fantasy football expert Shane, uh, for all tips, fantasy football, for everyone who's doing dynasty drafts. Um, coming up keeper leagues everything like that idp leagues get all of that started uh, shane will hook you up let us know on the social medias with that Kyler, let's get back to the nba let's get to it josh so uh not too much basketball talk has been had on this podcast now that all teams are right around that 20 25 game mark however that does not mean we have not been consuming it josh doing it legally of course because he does not have league pass um adam silver if you're listening i do uh but your regional blockouts are bullshit. I just want to reiterate that one more time. I just want to watch the thunder. Anyway, Josh, we have decided to re- resurrect the totem pole. So top three, oh. bottom two of teams we trust. Okay, now I'm okay. Let's uh, let's do this. So do we want to start at the top or the bottom? We're gonna start at the bottom. 
Okay. Do you who wants to go first? You go first. Yes, on. Okay. So teams that I trust. Okay. I will put. <laughs> okay. B- bottom of mind, I'm going with the Clippers. The Clippers. Wow. I do not trust the Clippers. I mean, and and I know that you know. Am I saying that they're not a playoff team? No. Um, but do I think that they're going to win a championship? I do not. I don't trust them at all right now. I don't trust PG in the playoffs. I don't trust um, everything to go right for this team. This is not a team that I'm putting my money on. If I'm betting on anything, I think that there's just going to be too much division. The claw is only going to be able to take you so far till Paul George shows up in the playoffs consistently. You know, that's not a team I'm going to believe in. I can't have faith. Okay, I'll go one step further than that. Um, the, my number one, or the bottom of my totem pole of teams I trust is going to be the Utah Jazz, the number one team in the West. Josh, until they can prove to me that they can win a playoff series against a formidable team, I don't even trust them. If the if the season ended right now and they had the Warriors first round, I wouldn't trust them in that series. Until Donovan Mitchell can prove to me that he can be a six foot two guard that can win a playoff series by not shooting the ball, by taking the ball off the dribble into the paint, into the big guys, and passing it to Rudy Gobert. I mean, if that's your best option, I don't trust you at all. First round out. Yeah, and a, and another team that I can throw right beside that is the Denver Nuggets. Yeah. I mean, you know, those two played each other in a hard-fought series in the first round of the bubble. I think that they're pretty much on the same level. I love what they're building in Denver, just like I love what they're building in Utah. It's just those teams, to me, seem like they haven't made it to the next level yet. They're missing they need that to be third up. star. Yeah, they need, to, they need someone or they need the stars that they have to prove that they can show up in those big-time moments and carry you to wins. You've got yes, to get yeah. past the first couple of rounds. Make yeah, it to try. a conference championship. I love Jamal Murray and I love Nikola Jokic. It's just who's your third guy? I mean, if the, at the end of the game, Jamal Murray cannot get his own shot. Nikola Jokic, I mean, really, he can, but I mean, he's a little washy and he'd rather pass the ball to someone else who would who can get their own shot. So until they get a third star, or maybe even Michael Porter Jr. develops into that third star, I'm right there with you with the Nuggets. Um, wrapping up the next bottom to- on my totem pole, and I hate doing this, breaks my heart. The Dallas Mavericks. Um, until then it's the exact same thing Josh until they get that third guy I mean because Christoph Porzingis is not the second best player in a championship team he's just not he's the third best player in a championship team but he's when you're forcing him to play 30 38 minutes a game coming off an injury needing 28 points 12 rebounds the Mavericks are going to be a bad shape and they might not even make the playoffs yeah they're I mean the Mavericks are looking very tough right now the the bright spot on the Dallas Mavericks team is obviously Luka Doncic um I think that you're right. I, I definitely don't trust them, um, not, especially not in the playoffs. I mean, but right now they've got to make it into the playoffs. You know, they had a really good win a week ago now against uh, Golden State. Luka and Steph just mm-hmm. battling back and forth. Steph was was shimmying on them, and Dallas went into that game, and they and they came around with a close one last night to Atlanta um, where Luka puts up another 28-point triple-double. Yeah. But if Luka and that one person is only going to carry you so far, and so, I mean, they need to add pieces, and that's, I mean, that's really all that it is. Add some pieces. Exactly right, Josh. Let's get to the top. I'll go ahead and oh, start us out. Okay. Start us out. No, you, you, you got it. The Phoenix Suns. The best start since 2009-10, sitting at fourth in the West. Devin Booker playing like an all-NBA first-team player. Chris Paul, veganism is his best friend. He's playing like he's in his 20s again. I mean, his efficiency rating is outstanding. I think he's leading the league in free throw, free throw shooting, efficiency rating. I mean, the, the Phoenix Suns, I'm all in on them, Josh. They're my team to watch to come out of the West. Okay, all in. I'm all in, over, all even in. over the Lakers. Ooh, ooh, Kyler. 
Okay. Watch for, so, the, the Phoenix Suns are not done. But don't be surprised if they make a trade. Okay, so is that your top top or is that like the bottom of your top? That is the top of my totem pole. Okay, the Phoenix Suns. I mean, I like the. I mean, I like the Suns. I like what they're building. I I, I don't trust them um, enough. They. I mean, yeah, they had the spurt in the bubble. I mean, they're playing really good basketball right now. But to go and and I mean, make some noise. I I just don't know that I trust them to be those people yet until I see it what, unfold. What was the record in the bubble? I mean, the bubble doesn't matter. We're not playing in the bubble anymore. Oh, hey, we're undefeated. I'm just letting you know. Anyway, we got the top of yours. All right, top of my totem pole is the Los Angeles Lakers because I do trust them. I know exactly what they are. I know exactly what they can be. Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Kyle Kuzma, Alex Caruso, those guys, I know what they are, and I know what they bring. So do I trust them? I absolutely do, and I'm excited for LeBron and what will be probably his back-to-back. Yeah, I mean, it's looking like looking like that way. Unless my second pick will stop that, and that is the Brooklyn Nets. Their offensive rating in the fourth quarter with all three of their guys could be misrepresented as fraudulent. It's so good. Um, once the league frees KD for the stupidest COVID protocol I've ever seen, uh, we're back in business. The Brooklyn Nets are looking like the scariest team in basketball history. I mean, can, can you think of a team in NBA history that can score with them? Yeah, the Golden State Warriors just a few years ago. Yeah, and they had they had their their star player. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I agree. I'm just saying that team in Golden State was, I mean, just as deadly or deadlier. I would argue this Nets team is even deadlier because they have, I mean, Josh Kyrie Irving is playing out of his mind, and then James Harden too. Once he gets in shape, if he ever does get in shape, I have faith or I trust this team in the future. I don't know that I trust them this year to get it all together in time to win a playoff series. In those big moments when in the playoffs, I, I don't know that I can trust it yet, man. I, well, you know, there's you. just so much there's so much that goes into that. Who takes the last shot? Why didn't I take the last shot? You missed it. You didn't pass it. Yeah, but you're talking about Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden. You're not talking about, you know, semi-level all-stars. You're talking about three superstars. I mean, any of them that take the last shot, there's a pretty goddamn good shot that's going in. Yeah, and I and I'm not and I'm not worried about them in that aspect like I trust all those guys to take the shot but do I trust them to fight if one of them misses it absolutely I do well yeah for sure I mean I could see James Harden getting a little upset but you know a little sage never hurt anything I know disrespect me that meant to let's move on Josh quickly before we get him mad at us all right so my uh, second team on the totem pole um, is for a little bit of a different reason so this is the team I trust because I know exactly what they are Mm. And that is Oklahoma City Thunder. Wow. I know okay. I know exactly what Oklahoma City is. They are in a, a they are a bunch of young guys. They're a bunch of young guys who need to get playing time and they're working to get better. And they're just trying to give, you know, these these guys an opportunity. They're trying to figure out who's going to be on this roster moving forward, who's going to be some of our key pieces, and who are we okay to lose? Who can we trade for more draft capital? Who can we give up? Who do we need to keep? That's what this team is doing right now. And I trust the process in Oklahoma City. Or really, the question is who will other teams take from us? But uh, you're exactly right. This team does play harder every single night than I would say any team in the NBA. And uh, that is attributing them to them some wins. I mean, even a close game last night against the Lakers, an overtime loss, but uh, pretty close to getting the job done against the Lakers. But I like that pick because uh, it, you, know, you know exactly what they are, the 14 seed. But uh, the last pick on my the Atlanta Hawks, Josh, of course. I mean, Trey Young developing more chemistry with his older guys and Gallo and Boyan. His younger guys, DeAndre Hunter, 
uh, Kevin Herter really coming along. This team will really come down to how happy John Collins can stay uh, playing alongside Clint Capella, but also watching Trey shoot, you know, 30 footers more than five, six times a game. If he can stay happy and stay on this team, stay productive, because, I mean, it seems like every time I look at the box scores or watch, watch the Hawks play, John Collins has 20 and 12. So if, if they can keep that up, then this team is going to be a real formidable threat in the playoffs. No, I love the Hawks. I love I love Trey Young. I love what they're building in Atlanta. Danilo Gallinari looks really good. He looks like he's found a spot that he enjoys to play in after leaving Oklahoma City. I, I like the pick. I don't. I mean, I trust him on what they're building, kind of like with the Nets. You know, I, I trust him in the future. I trust him down the road. I don't think that they're going to go out and, and win a couple of playoff series. They might win one, maybe, but none of them have any playoff experience with what they're building, and I think they're going down the right road. I just don't think they're quite there yet. I, I, I can respect that opinion. Is that, does that wrap up our total pool? You got one more. Mm. I have one more. Sorry, I'm uh, meal prepping my chicken. I just took it out of the oven, and it is delicious. No, nah, surprise. Right. Josh is eating during the podcast once again. <laughs> All right. So my last team for the total pool. I had a hard time with this. Uh, I was torn between two teams. Um, but I'm going to make you happy, going to make you smile a little bit, and I'm going to go with the Boston Celtics. Hey. I think that – and I could have easily put them at the bottom – yeah. But I'm putting them at the top because I think after two years of just hard, hard defeat in the playoffs, I think that maybe them and Brad Stevens have got it figured out. And, you know, they have a chance to at least make the championship. They have a chance to make a deep run like they usually do. It's a great, great core group of guys. They're they're still young. They're, they're up and coming. This is a team that plays hard every single night defensively. They have the pieces that they need to win a championship. They just need it all to come together. I particularly love that pick, Josh, because when Kimball Walker came back from that injury, he said that, you know, with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum playing so well in his absence, it's not about how Kimball Walker can, you know, come back and assert his offense into the scheme. It's about how can I fit around what Jalen and Jason are doing as superstars in this league. And for the Celtics to take the next step, those two are going to have to become superstars, and especially Jason Tatum. I'm going to have to see him take that next level First team All NBA step. Well, Jason Tatum has a has an opportunity, has a chance to be the face of the NBA, doesn't he? A thousand percent. I mean, he's got to step up and take that. I mean, because you know, a lot of people still say that Ben Simmons has an opportunity. I think Ben's kind of wasting his um, not being able to shoot the basketball. And if you can't shoot, I mean, you just can't be the face of today's NBA. I'm sorry. Absolutely, and I don't get that argument at all. I don't like. I hate that argument. Uh, any argument for Ben Simmons, I'm against it. Yeah, I mean, and if you can't shoot, then you have to be able to play like transcendent defense you know like you have to do well he's not a shooter trans i don't i don't know that i would you know i don't think that defense is on a high enough caliber to say that it in the right could, system i think it would i think he's yeah, in, a, but, it's in a bad system but yeah not for where he's at and in, in his position he cannot be or in his placement he cannot be the face of the league playing defense like that like defense like that has to be like andre roberson with at least a mediocre offensive player's ability Exactly right. Josh, I think it's going to wrap up for totem pole. That was it. Man, I love totem poles. We, we got to bring them back more often. Dude, hey, it was a, a booster bubble exclusive. If you if you know about totem poles and you've been here for the long run, and we sure appreciate you. So uh, stick around right after this break. We're going to talk about some UFC and some golf. Josh, so many sports happened this weekend, which is why I have long said this is the best sports weekend of the year. And to quote Stu Gotts here, Super Bowl Saturday may, may actually be better than Super Bowl Sunday. Would you agree with that? Say that one more time. What might be better than what? Super Bowl S- Saturday may actually be better than Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, I don't, I don't know that I agree, but I'm, I'm ready to hear the argument for it. 
Well, I mean, just all the all the things that are going on on Saturday. You've got golf. You've got I mean, the UFC on Saturday night. You've got all the college basketball games. You've got the NBA all day long. The Super Bowl's tomorrow, so you get all the media interviews, all the all the buildup, all the hype videos. Maybe a little biased. I mean, and obviously, Josh, we understand more than anybody that the the Super Bowl it's it, it's a spectacle. I mean, you know, it's a it's two halves of football with a 45 minute halftime performance in the middle with, with five minute commercial breaks every two minutes. So uh, it, Super Bowl Saturday may be a little bit better. I agree. The day, the day as a whole um, definitely has its benefit because there's a lot of things that happen during that day where it's like, man, tomorrow's the big day. I get to celebrate today. I get to do all these things. I don't have to worry about being necessarily in front of my TV at a specific time because there's action all day long. He's exactly right. Just losing money all day long. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. But here's the thing, Josh. On Saturday, I was winning money all day long because Jordan Spieth got my hype, got my hopes so high. Josh, I felt like I was on Doji Coin betting on Jordan Spieth, shooting me to the moon on Saturday, only to have them crushed brutally over and over again on Sunday. Missed putts, missed hit iron shots, key fairways missed. And what did Brooks do? Holes out from 84 yards or wherever the hell it was. Down around 65, vaults in there for the victory. So one of my good friends, his name's Ozzy. Uh, it's his nickname we gave him. He snapped me early or late Saturday, early on Sunday, and it was a picture of him smiling, getting ready to, you know, it's a great day when Jordan Spieth is back. And I was like, oh, you know, yeah, it's great. You know, Jordan's doing well. It's great. It's great for golf. It's great for Kyler. It's great for Ozzy. It's great for the sport. And then Sunday happens, and I get his other snap and his face in his hands. And dear God, no, he's not. Josh, and there was every opportunity for him. I mean, nobody could get anything going on Sunday until Brooks had that hole out on the thing. It was 16. He holed out from like probably 30, 40 yards off the green. And I mean, literally, even after that, there were still opportunities for Jordan to make birdie, really good opportunities for Jordan to make birdie, and he just could not capitalize, could not get it done. I mean, just a sad sight to see. But hopefully, you know, this, this is a sign of good things to come. Jordan Spieth, you know, I'm not going to rip off the four-play boys here. You know, they say, they always say, you know, we don't want to get our hopes high for Jordan Spieth, but I think my hopes are high for Jordan Spieth. I think he's got, he's had a little bit of the, I don't want to call them the yips the past couple of years, but that's what they are. But uh, notably today, though, he was, um, last I checked, he was four under through 13 at Pebble. Oh, wow. So uh, check out for him this weekend for sure. We'll talk about a little bit that in the degenerates the then. But Josh, did you watch the UFC this past weekend? I watched I watched some of the main fights. I did not watch it all day like I like I should have. So obviously Overeem and Alexander Volkov were the main event, but the people's main event and what I mean broke every storyline and then just trended on social media, probably still trending on social media. Corey Sanhagen delivered one of the most brutal knockouts in UFC history with the flying knee on Frankie Edgar, just twenty five seconds to the fight. Josh, did you see that? Oh, yeah. If I didn't watch it live, I saw the video going on for like two days straight. Jesus Christ. And that, Josh, when I say that was one of the most brutal knockouts live, I mean, my mouth flew open. I, it was it was, it was expected that Corey Sanhagen was going to give that victory. He is I mean, world-class, a title championship fighter. And Frank Yeager is just a little bit past his prime. Does that mean he can't fight in the UFC anymore? Absolutely not. But does it mean he should be fighting people who you know, are absolutely probably the second best guy in the division. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I couldn't, I could not believe it. That was some of those fights from this weekend. I, I went back, I didn't watch all of it live, like I said, but I went back and watched quite a few of the highlights. And I feel like it was actually a pretty entertaining card for the most part. Oh, yeah. um, there were, you know, a, a few surprises thrown in throughout the day, um, even towards the end of the night, like you said, 
the surprising knockout, what was a brutal knockout. So, I mean, I, I'd say it was a great Saturday for the UFC. They, it was a great yeah. product it's without like Conor McGregor. Like Rita and uh, Michael Johnson. I mean, two, two names that you definitely know. They fought. They had a great fight. It's like Rita got the win. Always bouncing around like he is. I'm pretty sure that might be enough. Anyway, um, Alexander Volkov made made Alexander or um, Alistair Overeem look every bit of his age, just dismantling him the entire fight. Tough to see, tough to see, but uh, Volkov definitely in contention for a title shot in the next few months, depending what happens with Stipe, you know, Francis Nagato and John Jones. I'd like to see Volkov and John Jones. That'd be an interesting fight. How about would you like to see that, Josh? I would love to see that. That would be great. I mean, Volkov. I mean, he definitely put himself in a position here to make some inroads. Um, you know, maybe not with a title, but I mean, with with another big fight coming up to put himself in a position Definitely. for a title fight. Definitely. I mean, so Josh, let's talk about it here. I know we've, you know, every time we have Dan Tom on, we talk, we ask him, and you know, any MMA guy we have on, we talk about it. Who do you want to see John Jones fight next? Mm. Do you want him to wait and fight the winner of Stipe and Francis, which that could be I mean, late, late twenty twenty one before that fight happens, before the John Jones got to fight the winner of that. I mean, I would, I would love, love for it, I, and I think that that's that's what it is. I, th- I think that that's the fight you're gonna see. I think it'll, I think he'll be going against Stipe. I think so too. I just don't know if we'll, we'll keep John shelf that long. I mean, when was last time he, he fought Reyes? Early 2020, or was that 2019 when he fought Reyes? No, it had to be 2020 because it was before, right before the lockdown, huh? Yeah, I think it was early 2020, like probably before. Yeah, it was before the lockdown, so before I think, March. Yeah, I, think, I think it was a week before the Izzy fight when Izzy knocked out Robert Whitaker. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, another big UFC coming up this weekend, Josh, former training partners. This is a big storyline. Kamara Usman versus Gilbert Burns for the welterweight strap. The winner should fight Colby Covington, would you agree? Say that one more time. The winner of this weekend's fight, Kamara Usman versus Gilbert Burns, um, they should they should fight Colby Covington. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a fight that I would want to watch because those guys want to kill Colby Covington. Uh, Colby Covington and Kamara Usman, I was having an argument today with the guy in Unwrapped um, on their little group chat. That Kamara Usman and Colby Covington fight was a battle. That was a war until Covington broke his jaw in the fourth round and ended up getting stopped. But, I mean, at any point... Um, Covington could have connected and, and ended Usman's nights just as easily. So I'm excited to see that fight. I mean, one thing that's not being talked about is Usman is a little bit older now. He's getting up there in age. In fact, he can't walk upstairs. In fact, he can't walk on concrete. In fact, he walks most places backwards because it's easier on his knees. So I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Gilbert Burns go out there and get the win. And we'll be talking about Colby Covington versus Gilbert Burns. Or maybe Colby Covington versus Jorge Masvidal. I mean, I would love to see it, though. That would be a great fight. And I will, and just from back from, and I know that we just talked about this with John Jones, but this article is dated a little bit by a few weeks here. But Dana White did say that he was said that Jones would get a shot at the belt right away. Stipe will defend it in probably UFC 260. And it's confirmed. Yeah, winner will probably fight John Jones. Yeah, I mean, still though, that's if let's say let's say you know Stipe wins that fight, but you know breaks his orbital, he can't fight until or take some big shot. Or Josh, if you're gonna fight with Francis Ngannou, you're gonna take some big shots. And yeah, and then you're gonna you're going to be begging for some time before you have to get back in the ring against John Jones. You have to, Josh. Your brain has to heal. I mean, like and that's what happened to Stipe in his fight against uh, DC when he got knocked out the first time. Um, you remember when DC became the double champ? Stipe had just beaten Francis. What, three months before that, and take and took some big shots, and that's why he was he went out he went to sleep so early against DC. He couldn't take a shot; his brain hadn't fully recovered. So, I mean, if we don't see them really, really take the time off, I think John Jones is going to have an easy path to that heavyweight title. Yeah, I completely agree. But uh, we plan to have a fresh face, fresh MMA face next week to recap the event, talk a lot more MMA in the future. Um, 
Josh, including this, I'm not sure if you heard, but Logan Paul versus Floyd is off, citing not enough fan excitement or engagement. Well, yeah, because no one, I mean, no one, no one thinks it's real. No one thinks that Floyd would take it real. It's just an exhibition. Everyone saw what happened at the last one. They don't care enough. But then it's also because it's not even the guy. It's not even the guy who knocked out Nate Robinson. Yeah, exactly. Like, give us Jake Paul or give us nothing. Well, to be fair, I don't think many people would know the difference, but. I mean, I guess I guess that people did because they canceled the fight. But uh, I'm excited to see when is uh, Askren and Jake. That's got to be coming up. Who's your picking that? Uh, I'm, I'm I will never pick a Paul brother. I, I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna pick Jake. I'm gonna pick Ben Askren. I'm sorry, but uh, just because he's a he's a fucking fighter. He's like a he's an Olympian. Uh, he's fought in the UFC. He's a Bellator champion. He's a one FC champion. He's like he's super fucking tough so i mean i wouldn't expect a, a an actor to go into a boxing match and beat him no don't not no not an actor don't <laughs> don't give him that credit a, a YouTuber. youtube star a youtuber not an actor no acting no, like a boxer no. until yeah until i see him in a movie no or a show something well, he might be no, in not, movie. do you think he's in a movie we can pull up his imbd i don't really want to we can yeah let's yeah we can pull it up i i, I, I would say that blaine i'd say our buddy blaine is more of an actor than Logan or Jake Paul. Hey, speaking of Blaine, uh, he's got a movie coming out next month with none other than Mark Wahlberg called Good Joe Bell. Well, Check that out next we, month. Yeah, we got to get him on to talk about his experience next to Mark Wahlberg. Yep, that's definitely going to happen. I look forward to it, Josh. This has been a fun episode. Anything else you want to talk about today? No, this is great. I'm going to uh, go ahead and start. I got my meal prep done for the week. I'm going to start cooking my dinner. Some turkey burgers, sweet potato fries, and uh, Brussels sprouts. Yeah, what else you got to go into that? Uh, that's pretty much it. Becca is gone to New Orleans. Nice. Uh, she left for the airport earlier, so I have uh, the house to myself until last Wednesday. Cool, man. But man. the problem is in Oklahoma, if you're not paying, I mean, if you're not yeah. from here, um, our weather is about zero degrees, and we're expected to get 10 to 15 inches of snow Sunday. So I don't really have a lot of options to do anything other than sit at home and watch sports and meal prep. No, definitely not. So uh, lucky for you, Josh, there's uh, some great sports on this weekend. I'm excited. I'm ready to watch some Thunder basketball. I'm ready to watch, I mean, everything. OSU basketball, let's get to it. Hey, how about OSU getting that big win against Texas? Let's go. Huge win. Go Pokes. Maybe we'll be Kyler. fucking ranked now. Jesus Christ. Probably not. Dude, oh, actually – that brings me to a good point, and we but we need to get off here. But Cade Cunningham is not really looking great right now, bud. Well, I mean, he's a, he, Josh. How old is he? No, here's the no here here's here's the thing. He wins the All Conference Player of the Week or Conference Newcomer of the Week, and he doesn't even have to do anything. Like, I I I don't watch him, or like I watch him, and like I don't realize it. But he's got 18, 20 points, six, yeah. seven assists. And I'm like. When did this happen? I've been watching the game the entire time, yeah. and I haven't seen you do that. I'm the exact same way. And then also, it'll be I've I've watched three separate games where we, where he's had horrible shooting games, and then completely take over in the last thirty seconds and win them the ball game. Yeah, it is nuts. I mean, he's definitely going to be a, a a baller in the NBA. Number one, it's pick. just crazy that it doesn't even seem like he's doing that much, and he'll be the number one pick. How about Baylor having a number forty five? dude who looks just like donovan mitchell whose last name is mitchell i know that's, that's confusing it anyway, is Baylor's good. all right man this is a great episode all right buddy talk to you on sunday all right. see you bud